trying to sleep in more, but like my sleeping in is like 7.30, 8-ish, get out of bed, maybe 9 the latest, and then do all the shit I just said. I mean, I don't know about the weekend. I'll be waking up mad early on the weekdays for work and shit. Mm. I don't know about the weekends, though. Nah, the weekends are yours. Yeah, I think, but I try not to sleep too late. Mm. I want to mm. say the latest, like 10 o'clock. Nah, the okay. latest. And even then, I like you haven't wake up mad and just be like, why, why did I sleep so much? What the fuck? <laughs> I hate when that shit happens to me. I hate it so much. Wait, all right. Um, did we do it yet? Do we have to? We- uh, welcome to Two Husky Dudes. Fuck it, we're just chilling, bro. Hey. Yo, we just turn on the mics and just start talking, man. That's what it is. I love you. Just that. over I there playing. You just over there playing guitar, chilling. Okay. I'm working on my my WAP cover. Yo, can we, can we please talk about that? Like, what what's going on? Why is everybody hating on that shit? I think people don't like it because it makes them uncomfortable. The word I pussy mean, makes me kind of uncomfortable when I hear it in a non-sexual context. But the whole song is sexual. And that's kind of the point, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, it's not new. Like, Lil' Kim used to put out music like that all the time. Dude, I'm but, pretty sure, like, funk, like, what was her name? Betty Davis. Like, she was one of the first people to do it in, like, the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, like, she was wilding, too. She was saying some wild shit that no one ever said. <laughs> I just, I, I don't understand why people are getting, they say they're uncomfortable with it. It's like, it's a song. Bro, see Like, it's not has... like, it's not like when I was 10, year old, t- 10 years old, I wasn't rapping word for word the song Lollipop by Lil Wayne. It's the same shit. You know what I mean? It's the same shit, but then it's also very funny to me that it's like, yo, CeeLo Green has a whole song about how he's just saying, like, he's just saying fuck you to his ex on some real... I forgot about that song. On a, it's, essentially, that's just harassment and <laughs> and verbal abuse, and everyone's like, oh, that's such a catch. No, he's literally berating his ex in a song, but... It's God, catchy. But God forbid... <laughs> Two MCs rap about the drip coming from their vagina. Like, you know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. I think, it, I think it just makes yeah. guys, people, I think it makes guys uncomfortable. But even more then, than I don't anybody give a else. Fuck. It's a good song. There's some hoes uh, in this house. I like it. I don't even know if it's a good song. Oh. I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of it. I'm not against it. Not like it wasn't. Like, a lot of people don't like it because of the lyrics. I just didn't. I didn't vibe with it. I didn't like the song. But it's catchy. The tune is catchy. I'm not going to lie about that. Joel. What's up? Just close your eyes, right? The world said coronavirus is gone, right? Summer uh-huh. 2021. What song do you want to play when you're out? I'm guessing that's the song that's going to be everywhere. It is going to be everywhere. Yeah. Whether you want it or not. It's been chosen. Yeah. It is. <laughs> It is what it is. That's like when we went back, like when we were talking about the big pimping and mm-hmm. hot girl summer and shit. This is this is it. This is what it's gonna be. Hot girl summer two, two point <laughs> But oh, yeah, I never, God. I just didn't understand. That was like, I think Meg tweeted about people singing slob on the knob, like it's shit like that. It's like, how can this make you uncomfortable when there's a whole bunch of songs that just talk about it and parade it? But I guess, like I was talking to my sister about this. I think it's that they didn't like have like a innuendo about it. They just said, "Yo, wet ass pussy." Like that's Put it. That like big Mac truck in my. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fucking bar. 
Shout out to I think Partisan Fontaine wrote all of Cardi B's parts because he's credited as a writer. Oh, he and did. That's very much the same flow she had on Bodak Yellow and a lot of the other songs he wrote for her, and some of his songs too. It's like his pocket. Oh, so shit. if he if he wrote that, he might be one of the goats if he could write wet ass pussy. Yo, I mean. <laughs> My son making guap. I know that for a fact. I know that for a fact. But all the credits that he's getting, come on. Talk about some. Have you seen this yet? Because I really want to talk about this today. What's up? How much I don't care about it, but I also want to bring it up to see what you think about it. What's up? You peeped how all the sci high the the Prince reference track for Astro World leaked. No, I did not. But like people are like surprised, but also like he's credited as a writer on multiple songs on the album. And then there's rumors that like he wrote every single word for most of the songs, including Sicko Mode, No Bystanders. Let's see. Kanye West oh. apparently wrote Travis's whole verse for the one track with, I think, um, The Weeknd, produced by Tame Impala. That's a bop. But you know what? Travis has never came out. and s- He's not one of those guys that fights about saying, oh, this is my music, like, I wrote it. Uh, you know but, what I mean? But like, he never had to until now. You know what I'm like? Think about True. it. No one's ever said he was a top 10, top five lyricist. This isn't me hating. This is me legitimately saying yeah. Travis Scott knows his lane. His lane isn't lyricism, right? Yeah. So how do you think he feels right now that this all leaked? But like, do you think he even gives a shit? Right? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think, think so he gives either. a fuck. I don't think he gives a fuck. He already people, made his millions. Yeah, and people are still gonna bop to his music. It's not Bro, like he, he had a roller coaster at his shows. You really think he cares about being the top five MC before? Like <laughs> he's a he's an entertainer. That's yeah. what he is. He's an entertainer. That's his shit. And it's not but even yeah, made, like, I, I guess so. People are tight about that. But here's where it gets weird. People are tight or have the only good reason I've seen why his fans are upset is that Coffee Bean, the outro song, which is supposed to be like a personal song. Not his. Sahai wrote the whole thing. And that's when I'm like, this is weird. You yeah. know? Because this is like when um, we found out Party uh, Partisan Fontaine wrote Violent Crimes off of Ye. Yes. And that's what's weirdly... Yeah. It's weirdly similar where it's like the, only, like the one real song that's actually supposed to be about you personally, you didn't even write. So then it's kind of like, what was even the point of including... And saying that was like a personal song. Weird. It's a, you know, the whole Ghostwriter thing to me is like, not even Ghostwriter because they get credited on the album. Mm-hmm. People just don't look for it. That's like the song Still Dre. That that whole song was written by Jay-Z. That's a, the whole song. Like, chorus and everything. Snoop's part, Jay's part. But people are still shocked that shit like that happens. And it's like, yo, not everyone has the skill to create their own music. And even some people need help. Like, like we talked about this, I think, like one of our episodes mm-hmm. before about Kanye, about him not writing um, a lot of his Was shit. it Jesus Walks? Jesus Walks. It was, there's rumors. Yeah, that so, write- there's a lot of shit that he hasn't written. But then also it's like, okay, was it 100% not him? Was it him just getting help filling in gaps? You know what I mean? And this is why I think Travis Scott is Kanye's perfect prodigy because he understands how art is collaborative. And then yes. it's one of those things where it's like he's bringing all these people together. Funny enough, he put the shit together. He's the glue. And then it's kind of like, 
would the song be the same song without Travis Scott? And then it's kind of like, maybe not. He has that voice. His voice gives that vibe Mm -hmm. off. Certain people, that's like Beyonce. She has like, each song has seven writers. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not. I'm not putting Travis Scott in the same category as Beyonce. No, I'm no, I'm <laughs> not trying to put in put him in the same category. But like the situation, you know what I mean? Like a lot of the pop songs have a bunch of writers. So what's the difference with rap? If they, unless they claim this is my music, you know what I mean? Like some people claim, yo, I write all my stuff, and then if we find out you don't, then it's like, yo, what the fuck is that about? You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know. I think, I think the biggest takeaway from this is that no one really cares about this. And I don't see that as an issue. But if I were Travis Scott, I would be very offended if no one else was upset about me not writing my all of my... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, as an artist, I would just feel a way... Like, yo, like, y'all really don't, like, this is the expectation? Like, it's this low? Like, y'all not mad about it? You know what I mean? But, like, I just found out now when you told me it, I'm not surprised, to be honest. Like, <laughs> fuck. you know what I mean? Like, I'm just not surprised. He's not a lyricism guy. You know what I mean? Like, that's not He's his. not a lyricist, no. That's not yeah, his that's name. not his focal point. Now, if you told me somebody like, yo, Nas and Jay-Z, they didn't write their own shit. I'm going to feel some type of way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you tell me, yo, Tupac and Biggie didn't write their own shit, I'm going to be heartbroken. I'm going to be like, what the fuck? This whole time I've just been being lied to? What if somebody did write for Tupac? I mean, shout out to them, whoever did that shit. Well, that was like when Nas was saying that uh, Jay-Z was stealing Biggie's raps. I mean, Nas said a lot of shit, and this is a perfect segue. Have you heard Ultra Black? Yeah. How you feel about it? It feels well. It feels like it's like two months too late. First off, and it feels like he's just—you know what I mean? It feels like it's a reactive song. Yeah. But then also, it feels like a not okay. Okay, I'm gonna say this, and you know that I don't dislike Nas. I just have a Jay Z preference. Yeah. This might come off as me as a hater. This isn't me hating. It feels like it's a lesser version of the black song by Buddy featuring ASAP Ferg. I can see how, yeah, I can see that. It's a different flow, but then it's like Nas's interpretation of that song in terms of like black things, black, black. And I like the flow on, I like the flow on Ultra Black more. It just, again, it feels like would this song exist if not for the last two, three months in America? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's very true. Like, what would that song sound like without all the protest? And the random Doja Cat I, diss. Like Nas, yeah, you peeped that, right? Like, Nas dissing Doja Cat would be like Jay-Z dissing Azalea Banks. You know what Time I mean? Like, Can we just talk about how the people, how all her fans came to, like, defend her? Yeah, she still has a lot of fans. Bro, people don't get canceled. <laughs> no it's been one happening gets- a lot more now that a lot of people aren't getting canceled. Cancel culture is on its way out, and I think the new culture hasn't revealed itself yet. I love that cancel culture is on its way out because I hated that shit. It's the worst. I thought it was. I thought it was productive until it got less until about- it got to like everybody. Oh, we're canceling them. Oh, we're canceling them. That's it. You're canceled. When it became just you fuck up once or something comes out about you and you canceled, it was like okay, 
take it easy. Now you're just trying to cancel everybody. I think, well, that's what happens. Like, think about it. When you don't have a voice and you don't have a reason to live, the thing that gives you meaning is you when don't you don't have a reason to live. When you don't have anything to wake up for, dead ass, what keeps you going? And it's when you align yourself with certain ideologies and shit. And that's what cancel culture became. A lot of these people were like, huh, I can make a difference by bringing down this one person who I deem irresponsible because they said nigger on Twitter 10 years ago. Yeah. And it's like, true. You probably shouldn't say nigger. You probably shouldn't say faggot. You shouldn't say any bad word. Unless you shouldn't say a lot of things, but guess what? People happens. do it. Happens. Your parents usually say it in front of you first. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. not going to cancel your parents. <laughs> you could, I mean, like, people want to, and it's like, cool, go move out. Yeah, do your thing. Try your best to cancel your parents. But let me ask you about that. Like, every time somebody pops off, everybody goes quickly to try and find something wrong that has happened to them. Like, find a fuck-up that has happened. Or, like you said, like, a tweet that they have made that just kind of tarnishes their name. Well, yeah, it's because hip-hop's old enough, specifically. We can just keep it in hip-hop, because I could, we could do that. But also, like, just yeah. famous people and shit. Like, what well, I even like, like... Even, like, radio personality, like, Charlamagne the God, they always try to bring him down with shit. But he's, like, upfront about shit. Like, he's like, I've talked about that before. Like, don't try to bring that shit up again. It's one of those things where it's like, um, or it's like with the Kevin Hart with the Barbie house. He's like, if my son ever wanted to play with the Barbie house, I'm breaking the house over his head. Like, and like, <laughs> I love that's that what tweet. he tweeted that. And then it was one of those things where it's like, first off, he wouldn't literally do it. Second off, he's a comedian. Comedians a can comedian. say, yes, like comedians are allowed to say wild shit like this because it's never serious unless it's like self harming shit, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and even then, it's like, that shit's so hilarious. Suicide. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> but like, but have you noticed that like the more we've gotten, the more we've not let comedians and like people who are supposed to say wild, funny shit get away with saying wild, funny shit, the more fucked we've all gotten as a collective. Yeah. It's just yeah, one of those I things where it's, it's just one of those things where it's like, let these people do what they do best. And it's making light of a very dark situation. And yeah, get the fucks who are taking advantage of said situations like a Weinstein or a Bill Cosby. Put the motherfuckers in jail. No one's saying not to put them in jail. Yeah. It's weird. And then I think to go back to like the people who don't have anything worth living for, it's like when you give them something like, oh, I can just look up somebody's old tweet and then they're out of here and I did that. That gives you some sort of weird validation in thinking you like did something good and good for you if you're feeling that. But then it's like, what is that it is like that is that your life's legacy just getting doja cat canceled because he said some dumb shit on twitter yeah you know what i mean also if you if you can cancel everybody that's said dumb shit on twitter i think everybody's everybody gonna get canceled. everybody gets canceled yeah everybody's gonna get canceled down the line i don't i can't tell you how many dumb shit i've said on twitter bro i'm still saying dumb shit on twitter now <laughs> No one cares. I don't even remember when I signed up for Twitter. I I was speaking reckless. I don't give a fuck. Like it's just, and then why Nas? Right? Yeah. Like it's why is that? It's just weird. And then it's one of those things where it's like I'm gonna put my no name hat on. Where it's like, yo, like you're real quiet, and the first time we hear about you. Not only are you not trying to like raise money for charity, nope, it's an album rollout, and you're dissing Doja Cat when we need 
black heroes the most. That's all I'm going to say about that. How you feel about it? I didn't mind the line. It was like, <laughs> it is well, what it is. And how do you feel about the song? I liked it. I don't I think like, I'm a... I like the song. I didn't think it was a bad song. I think it was dope. I think it, it gave us a taste of what the album might uh, look like. Mm-hmm. And I fuck with it. Now, is Hit Boy only producing or is he rapping also on the album? Do you know that? I'm not sure. I hope he, I want him. I want some bars from him. I want him to rap on at least three or four of them, but I don't even know how long it's going to be. Because remember when we thought Nazir was going to be like a full album and that shit was what, seven, six songs? No, eight. Seven, I think. I think I think Kanye was doing the seven songs, right? Or eight. You think it was seven? And then, no, I think, I think it is seven. Yeah, it was. That was the worst. But it was a. It wasn't a bad album. I liked that album. A lot of people like to trash on the album, but I fucked with it. Cop shot the kid. That's a fucking dope ass song. Come on. The one that I'm waiting that he still has a release is the album with Khaled. What? What? That album's been done since what? 2015. Not even. Nas not even done. joking. Nas album done. It was on Khaled's Major album. Key. Which one, yeah. Major Key or the one before that? Suffering from success. Let's I get yo. Get, um, this is when we need Justin on. on the computer again. Fuck, bro. Facts. We gotta get him, <laughs> we gotta get him back. Hold up. Let me mm. find it now. This was on Major Key 2016. 2016, excuse me. Yeah, Nas album done. Where the fuck is the album, Nas? Are you just gonna hide that shit? That was what was supposed to come out. Before Nasir, and then Kanye got a hold of him and fucking made that album, which I wasn't mad at. Those albums weren't bad. That summer that he came out with all those albums. It's funny because you say that, and now that I think about it, I think we can both agree. Actually, no. I can say what my favorite album was, and that was Keep That Same Energy. That was a smooth, slow burn. Like, you got a full project, I feel like, out of that one. I feel you, yeah. And then also, it's just again New York bias. I love the Wu Tang remix that they did for fucking um, damn, <laughs> what's that song called? It was just like it's just there's like a vibe with that one album specifically that's just very, very, very good. Okay. And then yeah. Daytona just had wild energy behind it, and I still don't. Yeah, know that one, that one was, that one was all over the place, but I fucked it, with it. it. I fucked with it because it's just pure chaotic energy. Until like the very last second of the album, where it's like, oh, and then here's the Drake shot. All right. And then that just, and then what the fuck that shit caused was like, wow. That I'm, whole Drake beef with Pusha, that, is that even still going on? Like, yeah, it's more subtle. It's oh, more we can talk now. about that soon. Did, Actually, did fuck it. See? Let's segue. Yeah, fuck it. You saw Drake put out that new song? I saw the video. It's very funny. It's exactly yes. what I think we needed. Like, Drake's smarter than we give him credit. Like, that was the perfect single to pick because it's not, you know what I mean? Because it's like, it's just him in his bag. He's making an entertainer, mo- bro. He's an entertainer. He knows what he's fucking doing. Yeah, definitely. Also, I think he put that, I think he put Little Dirk on the song on purpose to try to get the hood behind that song. And then I think the next song is going to be, if not some pop shit, like, Watch Out, We're Going Home. I think we're going to see, like, some R&B shit again. You think so? Because this is the perfect, like, hood song where it's like, fuck it. Laugh now, cry later. Like, we on now. We on now. Like, that's what I mean. And then somebody like Lil Durk 
Streets love him, by the way, because he just yeah. gives him songs and shit. That was like a calculated, like, who can I get on this song? You know what I mean? I feel you. And I feel that was a, a smart move on Drake's part because you got to you gotta know your audience. And if you know you're not going to get that certain audience with your music, you got to reach out and collaborate. Again, collaborating with your artists. You want to hear what Drake's done since probably since his mixtapes dropped? What's up? He dropped a freestyle with a British UK rapper's song, I think, Heady One. He dropped another freestyle where he's rapping in not is it Arabic or Swahili? He's rapping. Ar- in I think middle, it's Arabic. It was Arabic. Yeah. I forgot what song that was though. There was another song that he's on. Oh, he's on two songs of Popcon's new mixtape. Really? Yeah. And then I there's another. There's a. I don't really know what. I don't care what the other example is, but all that you need to realize is Drake pop star. is pop star right. in Greece, right? Greece, Greece, yeah, Rock yeah, star, yeah. Yo, Drake in that one week month span, he's rapped in three to four different languages. Slash, and then not like Drake is slowly taking over multiple markets of rap, and no one is is like trying, like you know what I mean, like. No it's one everywhere. else is doing that. Like he's literally becoming ubiquitous with rap in every single region of the world, right before our eyes, and that's crazy. He is the top rapper in the game right now, not lyrically, but in the content that he puts out, he is the top guy right now. And not even that. It's like there's rumors that he's like independent now. I don't know how true that is. Yo, yeah, I peeped that too. I peeped that too. But like he's everywhere. He's doing, and he's even now just like featured on shit. He's doing the the Wayne shit. You remember when Wayne was just on the radio featured in every fucking song? Bro, what if that's just the key? You just have to be. The, I think that's what Lil Baby's trying to do too. I think every, like, I think that's one of the keys to being one of the greats. Be the feature just, guy. If you can be the guy to be on, like, imagine pop star comes on, then one of the songs from the Popcorn mixtape on like Hot ninety seven, right? That yeah. has Drake on it. Then you have one old Drake song or another old song that features Drake. You could live realistically, you could have a whole 30 to 40 minutes just driving only listening to Drake. Yeah. It's crazy. How did he do that? <laughs> no, I'm telling you, that's the key, bro. Because when we were growing up, the big thing was Wayne and T Pain on features. They were on every fucking song. It was like, all right, who can I put on this song? T Pain. Fuck it. And then. For a little bit, it was um, in pop music. It was Pitbull. Pitbull was fucking everywhere on every fucking song. Fact. And that's yo. No, I and Flowrider, Flowrider, Flowrider too. Yeah. <laughs> yo, time out. Can we talk about that too? Like how you said about Hot ninety seven. Imagine the guy who was on stage in MSG said, "Yo, fuck Hot ninety seven is the most popping guy in the game, and you have no choice but to play his music." Is that what Drake said? Yeah, you don't remember that when he said fuck on 97? No. You don't remember that? I yeah, it was when he was he was beefing with um Rosenberg and Ebro. Bro, that's crazy. Hold on, I got you right now. No, are you sure it wasn't with uh Flex? Because I feel like that would have made more sense. No, because it was with Flex was in there too, but they were all beefing with him. And I think he just got up there and said fuck on 97. Yeah, it was uh 2016. That everybody was talking. It was the oh because summer sixteen, summer sixteen, summer sixteen. Yeah, he got on. He got on this thing and uh, he said, "Fuck Hot ninety seven. 
I fire from flex that. and i'll do your show that's funny and the, and he freestyled on stage and that was part of the freestyle what a fucking guy i still think about his funk flex freestyle when he pulled out his blackberry <laughs> like the fact that he survived that let me know that oh he's gonna be huge like if this didn't ruin his career nothing will do you remember no. that yeah that I shit do. is one of the most embarrassing videos i've ever seen of anything <laughs> <laughs> hold up let me just take out my phone real quick I got you real quick with this freestyle. Why did he think that would be okay? Because I, I don't, I've never seen someone freestyle with a phone before that. That you know what I mean? Like, you, like, do you think Funk Flex just like was like, oh no, you good? Like, just do it. And then he was like, psych, like we're gonna embarrass, like try, like we're gonna try and embarrass you. But you know what's crazy? That shit happened, and he still. The biggest in the he's, game right now. Debuted at number one after that, bro. Yeah. Yo, bro, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Just like we're talking about cancel all the, the cancel culture. Nobody cares about who writes your shit. Nobody cares if you wrote it. I'm not even mad at that. Like, if you write it beforehand, just don't call it a freestyle. Because a freestyle is when you sit down, when you're just saying, off the dome. Yeah. That's hard. I tried to do that with more songs, and I'm just like, no, nope, this isn't fun because I'm literally getting frustrated. <laughs> Yo, I can only imagine to fucking freestyle. How the fuck? Like, I still don't believe Jay Z doesn't write things down. He says it, and I'm thinking either that's some inside joke that he just says to like sound cool. But Cameron recently did a interview, and he said for the song "Welcome to New York," Jay Z came into the studio. They chilled a little bit. He jumped into the booth, into the booth, freestyled his verse, and dipped. Apparently, like, I believe that. And maybe he, honest, I don't, like, maybe he, like, does he not write verses, but he just writes all the time? Like, how do you always I have... I don't know. That's I creepy. have no idea. I always, but, like, do you remember, uh, fuck, Fade to Black? The, about yes. the Black album, the movie? Yeah. And then, like, the one scene where it's, like, Rick Rubin and somebody else saying, like, yo, like, he, yeah, like, he just goes in, here's the line, fixes it. Like, he didn't write any of those words down. I don't know how he does that shit. I don't Bro, know how he does he that shit. He didn't write down PSA. CEO God. of the ROC. Like, how do you come up with shit like that without seeing the words? Maybe, like... Yeah, it's, he, it's fucking insane the way Bro, he does he might be shit. on the spec... He might be, like, on some, like... Goodwill hunting type shit, but like for raps, <laughs> and I think that about Eminem. Like I think that about a lot of people who are considered a great, and I legitimately think like Eminem. I, I, I yeah, I heard that was about to come out of your mouth. Eminem. Yeah. yeah. I think he's one of the greats, and I'll say I, it. I think so too. But I don't I just think he's think, the greatest. He's nowhere think, near the greatest. I think he's tarnishing his career right now. How? With the shit that he's putting out, everything's it's flip floppy. It's not like 100%. You know what I mean? Like, there was a time that every song that came out from Eminem was fucking heat. And now it's like picking and choosing. You know what I mean? There's a time that some people just have to be like, yo, hang it up. We talked about this. Uh, what album was it that just like totally, like, he just tried to be too trendy with it? Um, the one that he was trying, like, he was attacking politics and shit. I forgot what it was called. That he had to put out. 
that he had he had to put out an album right after it to redeem himself. Oh, so there was the one that was like white boy, white boy, you're a rock star. And I get what he was trying to do, but that was the one where we just like we did not like that one. We hold up, hold I'm, I'm, I'm looking up that shit right now because I need to know the Is name it of called this album. Revival? Revival. Yeah. Because then he came the... out with Kamikaze after. Kamikaze was the one that was the reaction. Right. Yeah. But revival. Wow. That no, shit was because even then Kamikaze wasn't even that good. It, it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't great. But guess what? It was better than Revival, and all the fans just let it be. They were like, "I, right, at least we got something better than Revival." Remember when he called Tyler a faggot on Kamikaze? Yep. Why did he do that? I'm trying to stay relevant, I think. But like, to be honest, that's why I think it was. And the weird part is tr- that like Tyler had like constructive criticism about the album, and then he's like, "Oh no, fuck you too," and it's kind of like if I. Like, if you're not going to listen to critics and you're not going to listen to your fans and you're not going to listen to like people who grew up listening to you and admire you, i.e. your fucking, basically your mentees, because he brought Tyler Creator and Earl Sweatshirt on tour in Europe in like 2012 or 2013, maybe 2014, I forgot what year, but it was just like when Odd Future was opening for him. Why would you do that, right? Like, how does that yeah. help you? Burning all these bridges? Because now no. Tyler, the creator, low-key is becoming bigger than an Eminem. Yeah, I think I think he's getting there. Yeah, he's close. He's close. Well, that's like, yo, revival was so bad. Even people that were signed to Shady was talking. You remember Joe Budden did a whole rant on it, talking shit about it, cause it even when the it had no songs come out yet, but they dropped the like um the track list, and even if you look at the track list, like Beyonce, Alicia Keys, Ed Sheeran, that's not Eminem. Skylar Gray, Kalani, Pink. You know what I mean? Like, just look at the track list. You know, yo, this is like... Was that the... No, what album? So it wasn't Kamikaze. I think it was Music To Be Murdered By. That's the one that has the song about, like, the guy who shoot... Like, the shooter? Like, he's rapping from the perspective of a shooter? I think so. Why was that on Murder Music To Be Murdered By and not Revival? Because he probably didn't make it yet. He didn't make it yet, but think about it. The album's called Music To Be Murdered By, and he's rapping in the point of view of a shooter, yeah. of a mass shooter. Yeah. Do you th- like? Did no one think, hmm, maybe we shouldn't put the song about mass shootings on the album called Music To Be Murdered, be murdered by. by? Like, that's just bad <laughs> <Yo>. marketing. <laughs> the more I like Wait, were you sure it, it was on the album? I'm going to look it up. But like, there's like one album... That he released within the last five years that I want to say was music to be murdered by. I think that was the best one he's had. That was the one with Juice World and Godzilla, right? Yeah, and then he had that song uh with Royce and Black Thought. That one was lit. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I think the album should have been. Is it Darkness I'm thinking of? Darkness is a song, blah blah blah, Wikipedia. Content. The track channels the perspective of Steven Paddock, who killed 58 people. Oh, the Las Vegas shooter. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Why? Again, why? Oh, first off, this song, the song that was released before this as a single was Homicide. And that was Logic's featuring Eminem. So do you, is Logic. Eminem just, is Eminem trying to like warn us about some shit that he's about to do? Like, what's good with him? He's always been out there. You know that. He's always just talking reckless shit. But has he though? Think about the rap. You don't remember the you don't remember the shit that he the song Kim that he dropped about fucking tying up his 
his then ex wife, yeah, but like and fucking putting her in a trunk and killing her and shit, and then going back to the kid in the crib and consoling it from crying, bro. Like, you gonna tell me that shit was it dark? It's all dark, but then when you think about it, it's like, why does he keep writing these songs if he's not about it? You know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. not gonna do that. Yeah, he knows not yeah. to do that, and yet he's writing the song about. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's all like his alter ego, what he wants to do. What, what he would he wants love to, do. to fucking do. And then he's like, but like, does he not understand that like people actively do the shit he raps sometimes? And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, yo, like words have meaning. But I think that's what he did the, the song with Stan. The Stan mm, song. Yeah. That he kind of figured it out that like niggas was acting reckless and was blaming him for his songs like being too graphic and shit. And he was like, chill. I don't even do that shit. It's just it, it fucking rhymed, so I said it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Eminem is just a different story. But yeah, I he is one of the best. I, I'm not. I'm not, never gonna take that away from him. But right now, I just feel like he's tarnishing his, um, his name with the songs that he's been putting out lately. But how do you feel about that? Like people that aren't about shit, like a six nine that will rap about guns and shit but you know for a fact yo this shit's he's not about that life well daniel hernandez is not about that life <laughs> at all and i think we've seen that and this is one of those things where it's kind of like nobody cares which is why no one's done anything about it which is why he's nobody out cares. here yeah, in bushwick shooting music videos now and shit and he's out walking around la chilling He's not about to go to Chicago, though. I know for a fact he's never going back to Chicago ever again. I would and he love knows to see him. a video of him in Chicago. I would love to see it. That's the last thing we need. Like, you know what I mean? It's just one of those things where it's like, Eminem's not about that life. 6 9 we know for a fact now, was never about that life. Yeah. Why rap about it, right? Because I guess they know that's what's... Like, 6 9 knew, yo, that's what's gonna pop. That's what's gonna get my music out there. If I talk all this reckless shit, people are gonna wanna listen. People are gonna wish that they were about that life too. Cause that's who listens to him. People who wish they could do shit like that. So he's actually targeting people like him that aren't about that life but would love to be about that life. And I think that's, he knows that and that's why he knew. When he got out of jail, he was going to be like, yeah, I'm going to be fine. Because he's still making music. He's still on the charts. It's fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts also after the fact that they legitimately tried to kidnap his mom. Allegedly. The thing is, too, is like, I don't know what's true about him anymore. Because remember when like we thought his dad was dead and that his dad was murdered when he was in middle school. And the motherfucker just showed up to court. Like... What yeah. is his like? Who is Daniel Hernandez? Who is Travis Scott? <laughs> <laughs> who are these rappers just rap saying words that aren't even there, <laughs> giving like, us fake are... stories and shit? This who song the... is very personal to me. It wasn't even written by you, homie. Who the fuck are these people, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just. I'm not about to listen to rap ever again. Nah, chill, chill, <laughs> chill. You know who I've been doing lately? I've been listening to a lot of old shit, like because you know my guy Nas. Totally forgot he had a song that was in, um, like in a view of a gun. Totally forgot about that. That's actually very creative. Yeah, you you've heard the song, right? I gave you power. Totally forgot about it till the other day. It came up on my shuffle and I said, "Oh shit!" 
Totally forgot about this fucking song. And I've been listening what to album a lot. was it on? It was written. No, not it was written. I'll tell you right now because I just had it. Godson? No. It was written. Yeah, it was written. It was written. Yeah. I gave you power. Come on. That, yo, I don't. Because I was arguing with my cousin about this. Nas is up there. I don't care what anybody says. I think Nas is top five. My man rapped about a few, like, as a gun. My son rapped the whole song backwards, which that shit was creative. That that's shit's actually, fucking creative. And kind of made Jay-Z kind of shuffle on his feet a little bit. Yeah, he's the only... Like, yeah, he, he, got, he made him bleed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what happens when you and I still God think, bleed, and right? I still think, I of course we've talked about this. I take Nas over Jay Z. Not that I have anything against Jay Z. I'm just Nas is my guy. That's a not good gonna argument. say not gonna say Jay Z makes bad music. I'm gonna just say Nas. I think Nas is better lyrically, and Jay Z has more of the hits. Yeah, and like the thing is, it's like you can make. There's always the good argument because my go-to argument with Jay Z over Nas is that oh, Jay Z's gonna have the lasting legacy. Oh, but of course, like if you look outside of music, Jay Z has done way more. Jay Z has Rock Nation. Come on, he's Rock giving, Aware. He's, yeah, he's giving money back to the community. He's helping people out. He's, he's some doing Bruce a, Wayne shit. Yeah, so like of course he's gonna have the lasting legacy. But like, yeah, who you think I so st- crack better though? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, what if like they didn't even sell crack, bro? Like, what if like that it was, was just, just like cap? It's six nine shit. Yeah, six, like nine they shit. just said uh, it. Yeah, bro. What? Now nah, let's not think about that. Let's not think about. Let's that. not. Yeah, let's not get them canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but no, whoever doesn't think Nas is top five is a fucking bozo. First off, yeah, Nas. Like, is... there's no argument against that. You know what I mean? Like, what would you say to say he's not in the top five? Unless you had a very solid top five that, and he just was six man off the bench. I don't even know who you would put out. I'm trying to think. Wait, you know what? Let's do this. Right now, in your mind, like it's of course it's gonna change all the time. What is your top five? <laughs> At this moment, as you're sitting down talking. Dead or alive? Yeah, dead or alive. Jay-Z. Kanye West. Fuck it, Drake. Yeah, Drake's not a bad choice. RZA. And then for the fifth slot, it's going to have to be... Fuck. This is harder than I thought, but it's going to probably... It's going to... You're going to think this It's always going to be tough to win the top fives. My top five as of right now would probably... It has to, it has to be Ghostface. Ghostface. So yeah, Jay Z. Yeah, I said Jay, and like even then, that's my personal. So that's yeah. me being, and that's as... and that's right now in this moment. Your yeah. top five is always gonna change. If I had to make an objective shit, I have to, I would have to do research, but it would easily just off the top, my top five would probably be Jay Z, Dre, Nas, Kanye. Oh fuck! There was oh, I was right on the tip of my tongue. Again, it would have to be Drake because of what he's done in this short amount of what less than two decades. Yeah, yeah. Drake he... would be four, so it'd be Jay Z, Dre, Kanye, Drake, and then the fifth slot would have to be um, what's his name? 
fuck, what's his name? What's Ghostface? No, not even. He wouldn't be in my top five if I had to make like an objective list. Okay. It would honestly, it would have to be. I would put Rizzo over Ghostface just because it wasn't. Because for me, top yeah, five is like, would Ghostface be Ghostface without Rizzo? You know what I mean? That's how I envisioned that. Because it's like he was the guy who said, we're all going to rap together after we all got shitty deals. Yeah. And then. The RZA made a lot of those beats. And then it's funny because a lot of my ghost favorite Ghostface songs, the RZA didn't even produce some of them. <laughs> like fucking like Nutmeg wasn't RZA. Really? Yeah. It was some other... Oh, fuck. I always forget his... I think it's like Black Mozart or some shit. But like... I like... I think if the Ghostface... Ghostface is only Ghostface because of what RZA did with Wu-Tang, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I put Jay Z above like a Beanie Siegel because without Jay Z there is no Beanie Siegel. Exactly. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Even though I can respect and I acknowledge that Beanie Siegel is a very good rapper and MC on top of that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, the top five is always tough. It's always tough. And then even then, Dre, I wouldn't even really. I would put him at six, man, because he does. Because Jay Z wrote still Dre. <laughs> Yo, when I heard that, I was like, whoa, what? And then I, there's even an interview about it that Dre's just like, yeah, I asked him to write it. He wrote it. He wrote the whole song like in an hour and a half or some shit like that. I was like, yo, this shit's fucking nuts. I said, even Snoop's parts? That's crazy. I mean, I'm trying to think. Five, like, who would your top five be subjective and objectively speaking? Because this is a good con. Like, I might make another, like, I might have to sit down and make like a con, like an actual list. Right now, my top five. Um, thinking about it, I would, of course, Nas, Pun, Big L, Rakim, and it's a, it's a toss up because Drake is, Drake has just been that guy. So I might have to put Drake in there. I might have to put Drake as my fifth one. But lyrically, my fifth one would be Could You Rap. Ooh. And he's and he influenced all those fast rappers like the Eminems. You know what I mean? So like That's a Yeah, that fact. would be my top oh. five. Yeah, that would be That's my five. Good. That was a good call. Yeah, he's the one that a lot of people forget about. Even I be forget about him sometimes. And I gotta, you know, humble myself and be like, Yeah, my son was out there spitting it crazy and that's like a big l too like a lot of people don't put him on the top five because he has so little music but what he has is just like him and pun like a lot of people don't put them because of they don't have a lot uh, like a a big catalog catalog. they never got the moment to be the feature guy yeah but with the catalog that they have i i would put them top five like with what they have and then also it's like the what ifs like like I, I, I always say, lean back. If Pun was alive, Fat Joe would never touch that beat. That beat would be big puns. Fat Joe would not really? be near it. I think if Pun was alive, he would... Because I think Fat Joe really blew up. Like, he was already big. But I think he started blowing up more when he started doing a lot of the R&B features. Mm. But if you look at it, Pun was really starting out the R&B features. And Fat Joe just kept doing it, you know, because Pun passed away. And then, 
And then it's back to our theory where it's like, you just have to be the guy who everybody wants on their song. And then that's how you get on radio. And then that's how you start to play, really fucking play the game. Exactly. It's crazy that like, it might be that simple, but also it's like. Like you think like all these songs that Jay-Z has popped off on, like all these songs, like Big Pimpin' and stuff. If Big was alive, do you think those beats would still go to Jay-Z? Do you think all these songs that Diddy made after Big died, all that, like, uh, the the Bling era, do you think those would still be Diddy songs? Yes. And you think why. so? Here's why. It's not a matter of whether or not those beats would have gone to Biggie first. They would have gone to whoever had the most money at the time. So Jay-Z and Rockefeller was doing a lot of numbers. Yeah. Same thing with Bad Boy, right? And if anything, if I were Diddy, I would say, oh, you're going to rap on all of these Bad Boy beats first, and then you could go work with Premiere. You can go work yeah. with Green Lantern. You can go work. You know what I mean? Like, I then you. you go out. And then it's just one of those things where it's like, think about Drake, right? Like, Drake works a lot with 40, Boy Wonder. He came up with them, essentially, right? Yeah. But now he's working with Oz. He's working with Cardo Got Wings again on Laugh Now, Cry Later, because Cardo and his homies also did God's Plan. So if anything, it's almost the same exact rollout as Happy Rap Song, not really rapping, but not really singing. You you know what I mean? And then he follows it up with like other hard rap shit or soft R&B, radio-friendly shit. And it's just one of those things where it's like, when the rapper gets so big that people just want to throw beats at them, that's when you can be more of a tastemaker and like you don't have to chase the sound. The sound is literally chasing you. Well, that's how, that that's sense. how I feel about the big shit because like all these beats were getting made because Jay-Z was popping. Mm. I don't know, like not to take anything away from him, I don't know how, because of course he would have blew up because it's Jay-Z just, his his rhymes alone gives him that edge but like you don't think about some big people will be throwing beats at him um well when you think about modern right juice world had emo trap on lock right yeah it feels like when him and xxx died it feels like that sound went with them and little people's like one of the last mainstream guys maybe even not even mainstream yet but like when you think about it it's like did the sound of like old dusty drum boom bap die with Biggie? And I must say no, which means it kind of proves your point in that like Jay Z was there to get those beats, right? Yeah. And he kind of kept the sound going. So it's for me, it's not that Jay Z got the beats that would have went to Big. Is that Jay Z kept that subgenre of rap going? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Until he, he switched it up with Big Pimpin', and then he kind of switched to more jiggy fly shit. And it wasn't even jiggy shit. It was just his interpretation of that, which was just fly shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, because it was. I would say more jiggy shit was the Diddy era when they came out and they were like Mace in all the, and the shiny suits. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. That was more of like the jiggy era, and then I think Jay Z was the one with like it was just fly shit, like, like because jiggy. I I don't know if you do this, but jiggy is a very Harlem thing to me. Yeah. Like ASAP Rocky, ASAP Mob. That's very like how he dresses. Shit. That's very jiggy. jiggy and he yeah. still uses the word too. 
But yeah. like that was never like a Brooklyn Queens thing. You know what no. I mean? Yeah. Queens was very much Cypress Hills. You know what I mean? Like that was Queens. But then you also had fucking beat like, and then you had like Run DMC, and then you had Def Jam kind of like mushing all that rap together with Run DMC, BC Boys from Brooklyn, yeah. Rick Rubin, The Rock. You know what I mean? Like, so it was always, and that was like right before Big blew up, right? Because Run DMC so, yeah. was around the eighties, yeah. So it's just one yeah, of those Run things. Was, kinda, Run was late eighties. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where like. You kind of like just for me studying hip hop at least like history, Biggie would always have been Biggie with or without Diddy. I think at least I, I think so too. Yeah, and it's just one of those. I things think where it's like, Diddy just sped it up for him. Yeah, and it's just again, it was one of those things where it's like we had this conversation off mic, but I do see Biggie rapping over some jiggy shit with the mace because it's Definitely. just bad boy. Definitely. You know what I mean? Because like, I think he would have been on those songs. Yeah, because Jay Z was on had songs with like. Meek, or not Meek, or I guess Memphis Bleak, excuse me, and Beanie, Freeway, Young Chris. Like, he was doing songs with them, you know what I mean? And it wasn't yeah. them doing songs with Jay-Z. It was my, their song featuring Jay-Z. Jay-Z. You know what I mean? I and feel I think you, I feel It would have been like that featuring Biggie. And I think, who knows, again, I think Biggie would have had a bigger impact on hip-hop had he had one more album alive. That he actively could have been like had more of a yeah. say in it. Yeah, I think so too. Because I think people just like Tupac less for his rapping ability and more for the message, right? Yeah. But with like, Biggie, I, I, I always pick Big over Pac. Like I'm just that person. I always pick both of them, and I kind of understand it. And it's like Big was good at doing things Tupac couldn't do, and then vice versa. Tupac exactly. was the actor, triple threat, could dance too, apparently. You know what I've I mean? I've heard that. Yeah, yeah like... he was a dancer and shit. And then Biggie was not that. What he was was an MC from Brooklyn and was very good at that. And he had a very good ear for beats. Definitely. And Definitely. it was just one of those things where it's like, I can't say Tupac never had a good ear for beats because it was one of those things where like it just followed him. You know what I mean? Everybody just threw their best shit at him. Exactly. And he just rapped over it. Yeah. But then when you think about it, who was Tupac rapping with? Versus who Biggie was rapping with, right? And then okay. it's one of, yeah, and then yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, of course, Biggie was always technically gifted because he had to not only keep up, he was the guy you wanted to be as good as. So everybody, what's the expression? Steel sharpened steel, right? Where it's yes. like when you rap with what's at the time the best rappers, you're only going to get better. So Jay Z with Biggie, Biggie with Jay Z, Jay Z with Nas, Nas with oh fuck, don't tell me. Cormega, no. Did Cormega make songs with Nas? Because Cormega's uh, nice. Yeah, I think so, yes. like, So when you have that type of environment in New York City specifically, everyone's only going to keep getting better, right? And then when you look at California, it wasn't so much about who was the better lyricist, but more so who was getting the better, like who was the guy. You know what I mean? It never felt I like they you. were... Yeah, yeah. In California... It was never really so much about collabing. It was always like, oh, Tupac's the guy. We all have to work with him. And then Dre started to work with him, right? And it was just one of those things where I don't know when the shift happened, when now it's the reverse where California is where everybody goes to work with each other. And Atlanta and New York is more so every man for themselves. And I blame, you know what I mean? But then it's like. Who you blame for that? I heard it. I heard it coming. 50 Cent. I said yeah. it. Yep. I said yep. it. He made it cool to not like other people from your area, i.e. Ja Rule. And. <laughs> Literally, just every, 
honestly probably yeah. just everybody. Nah, it's a fact. It's a fact. Yeah. He was he just was... a Wu Tang. He was just a Jay Z. He was just a literally everyone on the Eastern Shore. Yeah. For he no the... reason. He came rob. out with that whole yeah, how to rob. Oh, Motherfucker. What what a fucking song that That's was. It's a great bro. fucking song. And what a way to get your name out there. It like worked. for better or worse, it worked for him. And just so many punchlines in that song. Man. Even even when he disses my guy pun, what he's gonna do? Chase me, he's four hundred pounds, son. I'm like, damn, bro, damn. He's funny. And the thing is, it's like I know exactly where Fifty Cent fucked up, and we don't have to talk about it on the podcast. But like, <laughs> there's just certain things you just don't put on wax, and that's usually when things don't pertain or have anything to do with you. And we can leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and that's how you get shot, right? It's like just mind your business, <laughs> and you're you're Gucci. Like he had the record deal and was chilling, and he like he would have been fine, bro. Yeah. Anyway, we we off that. All I'll say is this: had Biggie still been alive, I think people would have still like I think New York would have ran rap forever. Cause think about that run. Yeah. Think about everything. Like think about the '90s, right, and what hip hop was becoming. Cause it was I, only twenty years old, not even at that point. Yeah, it was still young. It was, it was still, still like young. eleven, twelve. Because it started in 79 in the Bronx. And like yeah, so, in the 90s, it was just turning young 20. It was, it was, yeah, it was, no, nah, it was still like teens. Oh, fuck, you're right, you're right. Wow. I'm yeah, it was, it was still a teenager. It yeah, turned it like 20 11... with, it turned 20 when, with the fly shit, with, when 99. Atlanta started getting hot. Yeah. 99, yeah. Fuck, man. I no, love hip hop. Yeah, I fucking love hip hop. It's just crazy how, each era has oh like, yeah, happy birthday hip hop. It was just the hip hop direction. Facts, that's yeah. Why, I think, I think that's it, why I'm so what was it? 40? 40, it was like right? 40, 40, 40 something. 42nd, 40, 40 second, 40, 41st, I think. I thought it was 47. Hold on. Hip hop's 41st, I want to say. If it was 79, 19, 20, yeah, 41. I know 79 is like the first official rap song, but I'm trying to see like what came out before that. I'll tell you right now. Hold on. I think, I think somebody put it up. And I'm gonna look it up right now. No, oh, it's 44. 44. 44? Yeah, it was August 11th, 1973. 73, yes. Mm-hmm. And then back the first to school jam. Back to school jam. I can only imagine the parties back then, man. You mean when people could go outside? Because <laughs> <laughs> I got like. When that yo, when rap was like taking over, I can only imagine how the clubs were. You know what I mean? Like, especially like in the late nineties just... when it was all jiggy shit mm-hmm. and it was just a lot of like music that made you move. Mm-hmm. Cause like in mid nineties it was all lyrics. It was just like, yo, who's who's got the nastiest rhymes? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then it wasn't until like I want to say it wasn't until 98, 99. Big Papa came out that people started making like the rap that was kind of like R&B. Bravado. Oh, you're right. Like soft, like uh, downbeat, like slower. Yeah. Yeah. I think, oh. I, I think Big Papa was like in that era. Like, I'm not going to say it was the first song because I'm, I'm not sure about that, but it was part of, part of that era that was like, I right, we're going to start and try inter intervene with the R&B culture and then it was music that made you move and shit. Even when it comes out now in the club, Big Papa, everybody fucking goes nuts. So I can only imagine when that shit first came out. 
Yeah, but then you had to you had to worry about AIDS and shit though. I mean, sorry, yeah. that's my Corona brain. That was Corona brain. Fuck. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you just don't hop into shit, man. You can't just hop into shit. You gotta chill. I'm trying can't to think, be looking. That... Oh, there was something else I wanted to talk about, but I can't remember. Let me look it up. Was it about music? Yeah, it was just some fuck shit that just happened recently. Um, um, trying to think is... what's what's been happening. Uh, huh? Cat Williams is in a new Supreme commercial. Supreme? Yeah. Shout Supreme out to him. Commercials? I guess what so now. I guess so now. Oh fuck Yo. yeah! Happy birthday, Nip. Yeah. yeah. Facts. Facts. Thirty five. He would have been thirty five. Man, that whole situation when that shit went down was nuts, man. Right that, outside his store. That fucking. one was random. He was that one was one, Yeah, he was. It was just one of those that you were like, get the fuck out of here. He got shot in front of his own store. Okay. And then when that shit started popping up, it was like, oh shit. It was kinda like it was kinda like the Kobe shit. It was like, yeah, okay. You Kobe was more like Somebody like I uh, got a text and they said, "Yo, did Kobe die?" And I was like, "Kobe who?" Like, cause of yeah. course everybody knows Kobe Bryant, but you're like Kobe who? Like Kobe's not dead. Get the fuck out of here. And then you find out, bro. Yeah. What the fuck is twenty? I don't want to hear Uncle Murder rap about twenty twenty. Like I don't. Oh God, need... I forgot he. <laughs> That's about to be a whole album at this point, bro. Like, I don't need that right now. Yo, he does his fucking year in in review and shit. And then there was the the Charlemagne and Joe button and shit, too. What happened? They usually do one now, too. Yeah. I love how everyone just. They do like a sit down, right? I love how everything is just slowly just people just stealing YouTube swag and just everyone's making reaction videos now about everything. I. Yo. Can we talk about that right quick? I don't understand why, first of all, why everybody's trying to do that now. Like, it's been around for a while now. It's weird that people keep, like, now everyone's doing it. And it's so funny now that coronavirus hit, there's nothing to react to. So then it's like, what y'all niggas about to talk about now, right? Exactly, yeah. It's it's kind of like how now, like, I want to say it was like, two years ago and last year that now everybody has a podcast. Everybody was like starting podcasts. You remember that time? Mm-hmm. That just and, that, Now everybody's just starting a YouTube channel. Now it's but, just like, oh, fuck it, YouTube. But yo, remember when everybody at St. Francis wanted to do, also shout out St. Francis. Uh-uh. Just one time. Uh, nah. I fuck with, oh, no, I, fuck with the communi- <laughs> I fuck with the communications department. I fuck with the people. They yeah, was watching out for me. They was it was cool. Us, it was cool. They was letting us do work study and just sitting around. <laughs> No. <laughs> fact or fiction? That's a uh, big fact. I mean, I used to I used to let people into a radio room and get paid for it, but also give haircuts during that day. So <laughs> yeah, I used to gotten... chill. Shout I was making bread while I was making bread. Yeah, facts. But like, remember how everybody in the goddamn fucking mom wanted to do a sports show, if not on the radio on for Terry yeah. TV too? Yep, yep. I, I what had they about a to do now? And that was that. Facts. <laughs> That's a big fact. <laughs> That's a big fact. Got shit to talk about now. Now I've been seeing. It's not the same. Yo, nobody's playing fucking defense. The game (laughs) yesterday was 130 something 
And I was like, yo, we're only in the fourth quarter. Like, take it easy. I don't understand, man. But yeah, there was a time everybody wanted to do a sports shit. I remember when I did my sports shit, and that shit was bad. Like, we used to write scripts and stuff, and I was just like, this ain't for me. This ain't for me. I can't I can't go off a script, as you can see with this show. Can't go off a script. I gotta just I fucking just... let's scripts, bro. Yo, just put on the mic. Let's fucking talk. It's just one of those things where it's like, it feels way more natural, and that's what people listen or want to listen. Like, they want to hear the interaction. That's why everyone hates late-night TV now. Because that shit's yeah. fake as fuck. Yeah. Fucking Jimmy Fallon. Don't. Come on. Come on. Jimmy Fallon. That's my guy. We talked I about fuck- this last week. I don't know, man. Oh, we did. Yeah, okay. I do fuck with Jimmy every, Fallon. Everybody's trying to make a YouTube channel. Everybody's trying to do... Make it in TikTok now. Everybody's just trying to do something. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to be in front of a camera. Which... It's one of those things where everybody wants to be in front of a camera, or if anything, everybody wants to be a rapper, but nobody wants to write. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. 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 Everybody wants to be a rapper, but nobody wants to learn how to write. Everybody wants and... to make beats, but nobody wants to learn how to read music. It's just one of those things where it's yeah. like, oh, I only see the parts that are exposed to me, i.e., I only see the influencer part. I don't understand that this person probably spent three hours before this trying to figure out what the fuck they're going to do with the video. Not to mention, all of these YouTubers, I respect them because they're editing their own shit for the most part, as far as I know. And I respect that. That's very much like self-starter type shit, DIY. Facts, facts. But then it's like, if you don't even write the biggest song on your album, are you really a rapper? If not an entertainer, if you don't even make YouTube videos, you're just copying what other people are doing and then saying you're a YouTuber. Are you really a YouTuber? If you just into videos saying you're a YouTuber, are you a YouTuber? Yeah, like if all you did was buy a PS4 and a and a computer to stream from, and then now your whole hustle is dependent upon whether or not you got the newest game. <laughs> is that really YouTubing? Because really, Man. you just like. You're just you know what I mean? Games. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, there's people who actively review video games and then like make videos about it and like they're funny as shit. Shout out to Donkey. But then it's like, yo, like, why do you think all you have to do is just play this game and not say a single word? Because that's not entertaining. I could just buy the game and do the same shit, if not better, because I'm getting yeah. my money's worth. Exactly. That's a fact. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, like, everybody, everybody just. I don't know, man. Everybody's just trying to do something. Everybody's. I respect all the, the all the girls trying to be on makeup uh, OnlyFans and makeup and. Shit. <laughs> yo, yeah, Cass. Wanna... Yo, can I say they be getting the bag though? I know this. Yo, there was this girl I went to <laughs> high school with, and she has one, and she put it on her story the other day. She was like trying because you know they gotta hype it up, and then she showed like her fucking progression, and I want to say she wh- made what at least five figures, right? Yo, she's up to like. Nah, I want to say, yeah, like five figures, I would say. I think I 70. I think she's that. on 70 right now for the month. Whoa. It's only August 16th. It's only August 16th. Shout out to sex workers, bro. Yo, good, good for them. Yeah, that's what ah. I'm like. I respect anybody who can get a hustle and make a lot of good money from it without having to hurt themselves or hurt somebody. But here's a question. Now, if you, you as a boyfriend... Do you let your girl start an OnlyFans? Oh, I'm helping her take pictures. 
Not only is it a come up, but bag. also if she wants to do it, I'm not about to say no. Don't accept my like if she has yeah, yeah. If she, yeah. that like she thought long enough about it to tell me that she's going to do it. I can't say no. I'm not her fucking dad. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. That's her right. And not only is it her right, I will help you, bro. Like I know how to edit videos and shit. Like let's get this back. <laughs> I know how to do the lighting, the saturation and shit. It'd be good. It'd be good. Easy street, bro. Easy street. Yo, because that's like a big thing. Like I see on Twitter a lot. They'd be like, yo, I don't know how they let their girlfriend just do OnlyFans. And it's like, yeah, because she's uh, about to not buy really me a up PS5. to them. <laughs> <laughs> getting that money. Getting that money. <laughs> but no, it's definitely it's one of those like like you were saying. Everybody's starting a YouTube channel. Everybody's an influencer now. But it's one of those things where it's like anybody could start one. Are you yeah. gonna actively post on it? Like, are you exactly. going to take advantage of the opportunity though? It's like the that's exactly. like the difference between you and someone who's willing to work hard. You good? <laughs> yeah, so we just knocked a bunch of shit over like some house cat. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> just mad Shout out to Sophie. Shout out to Sophie. Shout out to Library Mommy. Ah ah ah. But yeah. But yeah, um, like like you said, if you're not gonna be on it, on it. Are you really doing it? Like, and it's like one of those things where it's like, bro, I am constantly having to think about what content to put out next on top of writing songs and learning how to play instruments and shit. Like, I don't have breaks anymore. Yeah. My breaks are when I sleep in. Like, that's it. Facts. Yeah. I feel <laughs> you on even that. Th- yeah. And even then on like days I'm taking to myself and trying to take off, I'm still actively reading and learning about music shit where it's like, all right, I legitimately don't know how to wind exactly. down. Like, I don't yeah. remember how to turn it off. It's Yo, because it's like, you just always want to get that knowledge. You, It's never not good to know anything. You know what I mean? Like, it's, you need exactly. all the knowledge you can get, especially if it's something you, you truly want to do. Also, looking shit up on the internet is free. <laughs> like Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's just, like, I don't know. That's like starting anything. Like, when, when I started doing the podcast <laughs> and shit, it was like, I... Mm-hmm. Am I really gonna do this? And I put, all right, we're gonna do this. The other one is tough to do because I gotta interview people and shit. But I'm still working on that shit. And then this one just gotta be constant with it. That's what mm-hmm. it's about. Like even uh, I remember I was I was giving somebody a haircut. I was telling them my idea. Like we've talked about the umbrella and shit. And they were like, mm-hmm. bro, like who's really gonna listen to that? I was like, bro, like it'll happen. It'll happen. Like. You I can't. Mean, you said, I was like, with that mindset, I don't know what you want to do in life, but I feel like whatever you want to do ain't going to work out. It's one of those things where it's like, you can tell a lot about a person when the first thing that they say when you tell them an idea is no one's going to do that. Because that's like... Exactly. Why would you focus on the people who aren't going to buy or use your product as a business, right? How does that help you sell a product to people who don't want to buy it? Yeah, it's just one of those things when you think about it. It's like, it's not that they don't know how to be supportive. It's just like they can't fathom how it works out because they've never seen the other side. Even though they also listen to Drake and Jay Z and like don't understand like they are the other side. Like you start from zero, no matter what you're starting, and then you just work from there. It's very strange that people don't get that. Yeah, like, the, yo, the quote from him was like, you think you're really going to beat Barstool? I was like, that's not even like, 
that's not even what the fuck it's about. Like, what, where did that even come from? Well, I, I can come up with an idea. And as a capitalist, consumer-driven society, a lot of what drives us as human beings is he has a better car. He has a better-looking girlfriend. He has yeah. the better-looking life. I want that. Not to, And then you realize, wow, my life is actually better when I stop and think about it. And you already have everything you need. And then everything else after that is only an afterthought. Like, you shouldn't have a, like, I, I still do this, but like, if when you have 20 tabs open of things you want to buy, that's a problem. You know what I mean? Cause that's, Yo, that's a problem. I used a, to do that shit a lot. It's one of those things I catch myself and I'm like, I don't need any of this open because this is just a life that I think I want. You know exactly. what I mean? And it's just one of those things where it's like when you buy into the idea that you are not enough, you're always going to be comparing yourself to something that obviously has had more time and energy and money put into it, like a bar stool. Think about yeah. bar stool when it first started, right? It didn't have a million followers day one. Bro, it was out of a basement. Come on. It's weird. And it's funny how many other rappers start out rapping in a basement and look at Yo, them Yo, that's Russ. Your boy Rust. Russ. Russ. Fuck. It's fucking nuts. I feel like everybody <laughs> starts out just buying like a mic and just fucking recording on a computer. That's just what it is nowadays. And you could blow up from that. You know what I mean? It's just you don't need of, fucking. You don't need anything. You just need yeah. to start. That's what you need. Exactly. Damn, that's a exactly. bummer. Exactly. Facts. Facts. Ooh. Facts. Fuck it. Damn, yeah, we that was, just, yeah. We should just travel the country and just give motivational speeches. Yo, yo, especially <laughs> you, man. You be doing your shit, man. Hyping me my, up and shit. I'm on my Tony Robbins shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro. Yo, you know what? Oh, That's fuck. a good place to end off, bro, for this episode. Hey, let's get Motivational. it. Motivational. That was dope. That what was we going to call this episode? Fuck. Uh, episode two. I don't know. Wet ass podcast. Wet ass <laughs> podcast, yo. <Wow. laughs> Let's get it. I fuck with that. Woo! I fuck with that. Yo, what a this was a song. <laughs> it's, yo, read the I'm lyrics. Not a, I'm not against it. I'm not. No, yeah, I've read the lyrics. It's dope. I like, just, they, yo, I they, read they, the lyrics before I heard the song. I was like, yo, this is is about crazy. to go crazy. Yo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was just that. That song was just a whole nother level. Like I've I said, I got nothing. It. I got nothing against the song, nothing against the lyrics. I just How did they did, get I didn't all mess of that with it like that. Rhyme. That's yeah. what I'm so impressed by. They yeah. get so much shit into that song, and it rhymes Rhymed. and it worked. <laughs> Shout out to Megan and Cardi and Party Part uh, Partisan Fontaine, and who is it? Ao and Keys, I think, produced it too. Shout out to everybody involved. Yeah, DJ you, Frank Slick. If, if you were involved in that project, wow. There's some hoes in this house. <laughs> Yo, that shit's so catchy, though. Right. On that note, Wet Ass Podcast, episode what? I don't even remember. Episode two. Oh, episode, episode two. two but we chilling. 157 of quarantine since March. <laughs> <laughs> man, this was another episode with two Husky dudes, Joel and Manny. Yo, we'll catch you guys Husky. next time. Bye-bye.